Welcome back to the Sunday Spin. I'm Rick Pearson of the Chicago Tribune here in the WGN Skyline studio. And I'm joined here in the studio by my good friend, Martha Jo Black, author, a daughter of uh, the late MLB pitcher Joe Black, and the author of the book, uh, Joe Black, More Than a Dodger. Yes. And this is kind of our traditional February. Yes, this is my fifth time. I'm very excited. Thank you. And uh, joining us on the phone... A special guest is Bree Anderson, who is the... Hi. Hey, Bree, how are you? Great, how are you? I, I bet the weather's a bit uh, nicer out there than it is back here in Chicago. It's amazing. The girls and I just got out of the pool. Oh, you had to do that, <laughs> yeah, didn't you? Thank you. Thank you so much. Uh, well, Bree is the wife of uh, White Sox star shortstop, uh, Tim Anderson, and uh, they have a, a charity, Anderson's League of Leaders. And we're, we're going to talk about that in just a little bit. But I kind of wanted to go back to martha joe and uh pre in the previous segment i had uh, todd mayfield on right. and what i was telling him off the air because i said i was going to talk to you about it on the air mm-hmm. is you learn so much about black history from the people who are living it in these books in your book Correct. in todd's book and especially for you know, a white kid like me who grew up in the <laughs> suburbs where, it, you know, uh, the civil rights struggle was maybe just talked about by a teacher. Right. You live this. It, to a certain degree. I somewhat grew up like you, though. I Under, mean, understood. Yeah, I'm in Arizona. But, 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 but in his story of oh, what his story. he went oh, yes, through. Yes, he did. Um, he um, relayed a lot of information to me during my growing up in Arizona saying that, oh, well, kid, you're very lucky, and gave me some examples of what he had to go through. Um, so that's why, even to this day, I'm very fortunate. Like, So we're going to vote, as you talk about a lot. Um, I know that a lot of people died and got hurt for me to be able to vote. So I definitely vote. And it really hurts my heart when younger people say, oh, it's, they're not going to change anything for me. And I was like, but no one's going to know anything that you want until you vote. Well, and that's why I talk about civic engagement being so necessary. Right. And, and, and uh, when you look again at, at the civil rights struggles of the past, and it, it really wasn't that long ago no, in this wasn't. nation's history. No. And have we grown by leaps and bounds? No. We've actually, in my personal opinion, we have gone backwards a great deal. That's and that's kind of why I asked Todd Mayfield that question about, you know, the, the divisions uh, we're in this. I mean, certainly there were great divisions in the sixties. Oh, in the fifties and sixties. Yeah, I mean, my dad told me about white and black um, drinking fountains, and you can't go to this restaurant, and so on and so forth. But we have unfortunately gone, in my personal opinion. Yes, I <clears throat> just turned fifty last year, um, and I've lived. Wow, here for a I while. didn't even have yes, to ask. Yes, that. I'm, I'm very honest about that. But I have seen, unfortunately, a lot of people go backwards um it has nothing to do with race it should be what's in somebody's heart um your color has nothing to do with anything because if we all get cut we all bleed red and i mean that's 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 just fundamental and right. i mean brie i think of of you your husband tim and i mean the, the superstar that he is and I'll I'll admit for full disclosure, yes, I'm a I'm a Cubs fan, but <laughs> he comes I won't hold it against you. But but I I, I I live in the South Loop, so I go to more Sox games. Okay, mm-hmm. so uh, but but I mean, 
it, it, it's you look at baseball from the era of Martha Joe's father, where he, he's he's in a uh, living in a neighborhood without true segregation. Correct. And and there's baseball scouts that show up at the high school, and he, he's asking these scouts, "Why aren't you scouting me?" And they said, "Well, because you're colored." You can't play baseball. Um, I mean, that that just kind of breaks your heart right there. Yeah. And, you know, and then we move forward to, you know, you and Tim and uh, the League of Leaders Charity, which is, you know, a payback. It's, it's, a, it's a give back to, uh, you know, help kids who, you know, are not going to have necessarily Absolutely. the best outcomes. So tell me about, tell me what the, the League of Leaders charity is. Yeah, so um, our charity was uh, founded in 2017. In May of 2017, uh, Tim lost his best friend, Brandon, um, who's also the godfather to our oldest daughter, Peyton. Um, so, you know, Brandon was a lot like Tim, uh, they, you know, a great guy. Um, he had a daughter as well, a fiance. Um, so when he passed away, I think it just really hit home. You know, it could have been my husband or, you know, my brother or anyone. Um, so we started our charity, Brandon, Tim's friend was, uh, murdered, um, to gun violence. Um, so we immediately knew what cause we wanted to tackle, uh, especially with us being on the south side of Chicago um, and the gun violence rate being so extremely high. Um, it just felt like a good fit, um, and it has been. Um, yeah. Well, and, and one of the things in talking to people about uh, the League of Leaders is that uh, you both devote uh, you, you both devote real time to this this isn't like dropping okay. in saying hi to some kids and leaving it's like, not at all it's very I think when yeah i think when tim uh first decided he wanted to start a charity um organization that was one of the biggest things that um, he wanted to do, he wanted to be relatable he wanted to be safe he wanted to be um you know, the role model for specifically these kids that are on the south side of Chicago who have been affected by violence in some kind of way, um, right? Whether they've seen it firsthand, whether they've experienced it, whether they're the offender. Um, you know, when you think of the south side of Chicago and the White Sox, to be honest, you don't really or baseball in general, you just don't think about African-American role models. You don't think about African-American players. Um you know, and Tim's goal, specifically with the charity, is to give those, you know, those kids who are on the south side of Chicago or, you know, the African-American community or the, you know, minority community in general, just to give them, um, you know, just that knowledge that there is an alternate route, you know, to be a leader. There is, you know, a different lane that you can step into. It doesn't have to be what you may see every day. Breed, is it hard to reach some of these kids? Not at all. Um, so you would think, right, because they're t um, right. We, look, we work with a lot of teenagers, and, you know, how teenagers are, but 
Tim is so relatable. So he, you know, he listens to the same music that they listen to. Heck, he probably knows <laughs> some of the artists that they're listening to, right? Sure. Or, you know, his family, like his brothers, his father, you know, his he's, he's he comes from that background. So it's so authentic when they get him in the room and they just, you know, they don't talk about you know, the tragedies, um, they talk about real life things, cars, music, you know, what's, what's going on? Like what's the, the, the real things that are going exactly. on around them. So that it makes it easier for those kids to kind of open up and share their experiences. We're speaking with Bree Anderson, the wife of White Sox star shortstop, Tim Anderson and Martha Joe Black, author and daughter of pitcher Joe Black. I'm Rick Pearson. This is the Sunday Spin. Now back to the Tribune's Rick Pearson. It's the Sunday Spin on 720 WGN. Welcome back to your Sunday Spin. I'm Rick Pearson of the Chicago Tribune, joined here in the WGN Skyline studio by Martha Joe Black, my good friend, uh, <laughs> daughter of uh, the 1952 National League Rookie of the Year, Joe Black. Yeah. First african-american pitcher to win a world series game in the major leagues and on the phone is brie anderson who is uh out in spring training uh, and just out of the pool with the kids (laughs) in arizona Arizona, the wife of uh white Sox shortstop tim anderson and we're uh, this is uh, as i've said earlier this is kind of my homage to black history month that i like to try to do here and Bree touched on something, and, and I think, Martha Joe, we've talked about this before, about um, black role models and how mm-hmm. part of the reason you wrote the book about your father was mm-hmm. you kind of felt that black males as fathers didn't... They were, were, they were getting stereotyped. Yes, I believe they were. Um I just, excuse me, I know for myself, since my um, parents, like a lot of, unfortunately, young people, your parents get divorced, and my father won sole custody of me in the mid-70s, which was rare. I grew up in Arizona, where Brian and Tim are right now in Arizona, um, which at the time was 1% black. And um, when my father won custody, he was very surprised, but he was very grateful, because his biggest thing during the whole entire divorce proceedings was my daughter needs more than a check. She needs love, time, and loyalty, and that is why he won custody of me. And I think there are a lot of brown fathers out there from African-American to Hispanic that do a lot of things, and they help a lot of children, and we don't hear about them. Well, and and Brie, coming back to you, I mean, that's why I'm very interested in what you guys are doing here, because, as you said, they're, they're... aren't necessarily a lot of african-american male role models that are in the public that are in the public eye right um and if they are um they're either you know football uh basketball or rappers to be honest um if you think about an african-american role model for a young kid these you know, in today's generation, I think of millennials and younger. Um, you know, I taught high school for a few years, and, you know, that was the typical role model for these kids, athletes or music artists. And unfortunately, um, 
baseball is not, um, you know, there aren't many African-American players in baseball, um, especially in the major leagues. So that's why Tim is so um, adamant about being, you know, stepping into that role and playing that part for those kids um, who, you know, may have tried football or basketball or who haven't tried anything at all, you know, um, well, just baseball. Bree, and then you bring up a point here, and, and, and you know, it. What percent of what percent ultimately makes it to a major league sport? It's uncommon. It's very uncommon. And and so, you know, how 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 you, when you were teaching? I mean, how how do you tell those kids? You know, like this. You know, the chances of this. You, I mean, do your best. Absolutely, you don't want to. You don't want to dissuade anybody, but this is not necessarily going to be a way out. Yeah, so in those situations, and even now when we're mentoring these kids, we're not telling them to put your all your work in so you can be the best baseball player or football player or, you know, hockey player or whatever. We're telling them, we're really hoping that they channel that leadership element, um, that drive, that motivation to be successful in whatever they do. Maybe it's not basketball, you know, but use whatever leadership skills, whatever motivation, you know, that you're able to trigger, let that trigger your success, whatever that looks like for you. Again, it may not be the professional athlete or, you know, the music artist, but, you know, just really teaching that, you know, that, that work ethic, that leadership um, is very important. No, I, I totally agree with you. I mean, um, I think most men and women these days, young women, you have, to have, you have daughters, um, that we have to believe in our dreams. And whatever your dream is, it can come to fruition. I mean, as Rick, you've heard me many a day when I first met you, that um, my book was actually a dream. And as I said, it's not as good as Dr. King's, but it was very good um, because I wanted to do this book. And, you know, Jerry was like, oh, okay, that's great. And Jerry Reinsdorf. Yeah, sorry, Jerry Reinsdorf. And most people are like, oh, that's nice. You want to try to write a book. So most people, again, thought, it would never get published. Well, my book did get published with Todd's as well, same publisher in Chicago. And um, I've been very fortunate about that. And that was my dream. But I was not going to let anything stop me from getting it. I never wrote a book before. I didn't have any avenues to who I was going to speak to or whatever. Yes, I speak to Rick Pearson and he's on WGN, but he's like, I don't know who you can get it published by. Oh, okay. All right. But, you know, it happened to be one of my clients. But again, that was a dream. And as, as you and Tim, Young people need to know your dreams are real, and you should of go for course. it. And you definitely- and also that yeah, that element of you know it, it's not going to be easy, right? Correct. So Ricky made the point that you know not everybody get, makes it to the professional level. You know, there's that grind, there is you know that adversity, and I think you know with that's why Tim loves being on the White Sox because he didn't you know get drafted to a team that was you know winning you know, every single game or going, you know, to the whole series. Like, yeah. you know, it, he he really thrived on, you know, being that underdog and, you know, just kind of putting in that work because he saw the vision, you know, and right. just really trying to transfer that to these young minds. Like, wow, it will, you know, it could be, it could be amazing. Yeah. And I, well, and I think of Martha Joe's uh, father who, you know, after, uh, the baseball career 
kind of remade himself. Right. He did more after baseball than he did playing. I mean, he played for the half of his life. Um, baseball and the Negro Leagues, Cuban Winter League. But he did so much more, especially in the African-American community afterwards, from doing college programs, um, paying for Greyhound Corporation, had um, different programs that they did for minorities to go back to school to get their college education. Um, and that was the biggest thing, because as Bree said, and Tim agrees, that um, our bodies get older, even though we act like we're young. Um, and with that, you cannot be a professional <laughs> athlete for the rest of your life. So your mind is something you can definitely fall back on. Well, and that's where leadership kind of steps in. Exactly. And, and, you know, yes, there's leadership on the field. There's leadership right, but there's in a leadership sport. At but there's, there's leadership at, at, at your job. There's yes. leadership in your heart. Right. And there's leadership in the community that you live in. Um, well, and, and for example, you, you didn't really say, but at, at Greyhound, your father was the first African-American vice president, uh, tr- uh, major transportation yes, executive in, in the country. country. Yeah. And it started out in a way is almost like the company was trying to stereotype. Them. Right. No, they definitely were. And, and like as it could happen for Tim later on in life, my father got that position because he was with the Brooklyn Dodgers. So he, they knew that the African-American community knew who my father was because of that. My father was Jackie Robinson's roommate. So everybody in, to this day should know who Jackie Robinson is. And because of that, they were like, well, we want to put him out there because we don't want anybody to think Greyhound is racist. Because if you remember, the Freedom Riders were on a Greyhound bus that got burned. And so my father was the face that they put there. And African-Americans were like, oh, okay. They don't dislike us. That was just that those mean people that did that to that bus. And yeah, and and we won't even get into the whole world of marketing no. today. Um, yeah. <laughs> Martha yeah. Joe Martha Joe Black, author, a daughter of Joe Black. Thank you so much for joining thank me. You. And Bree Anderson. Uh, Hi. So One more thing, Rick. I just want to make note. Tim sure. uh, just launched his YouTube channel yesterday. Okay. Um, so any YouTubers out there, be sure to check out Tim's channel, Tim Anderson 7. Thank you'll enjoy it. Thank you so much, Bree. It was a pleasure to have you on the show. Look forward to seeing you at the Sox Park. Thank you. Talk soon. We'll be Bye, back Bree. with more right after this.